Welcome to On Our Way, a podcast for those wanting ambitious faith, a place for those needing a little pep talk, for those wanting to know they aren't alone in the daily battles and triumphs, and a place to know all of it comes directly from God. He sees you, He loves you, and He is all about being with you every step of the way. What will He teach you today? Let's find out. Welcome back to our 14th episode of On Our Way, where we are truly on our way to discovering our purpose, our talents, our mission, all of those things to really empower other believers and even non-believers to do the same thing. So how was your week? Do you guys ever have those super emotional weeks where the enemy truly just crawls into your head and tells you that you are unworthy? And maybe it's not even the word unworthy, but Maybe he's saying like, you're not equipped to do this. You can't handle this. You know that you've tried this in the past and it's not going to work again. Like this is not your thing. Maybe you feel, you know, a little bit unseen or undervalued or you're like, I'm just, I don't feel like I'm cut out for the task at hand, right? Like I know God has given me this thing. I know he's putting it in my life, but I just don't feel like he has the right person. Kind of want to give up want to just like sit in your fear for a minute, be afraid of what's to come because, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm out of it now, now that I'm recording this podcast. But when I was writing this podcast, I had one of those weeks. It was one of those weeks where I had gone through a lot of tears, but at the same time, I trusted God with the tears, if that makes sense. And I feel like there were so many breakthroughs and messages and just like little hugs from God along the way where I, while I was going through all this. And I will not sit here and pretend that I was not in the hard and the suck, um, nor am I pretending that you listening to this right now aren't probably going through something, whether it's big or little, or you're having like the greatest month ever. That's all totally amazing. But at some point, right, we're going to experience those valleys. We're going to experience those low places. And you know, I've been talking to a lot of some of my friends right now too, and they're in some of those tough seasons. So if any of this is relating to you right now, definitely keep listening because we're going to be talking about taking charge. We're going to be talking about releasing the thought and just kind of being the boss over the enemy and declaring victory in the name of God before you can even see the light, before you can even see any form of positivity or anything great coming from your situation declaring victory before that even happens. But in the same breath, I will tell you, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a human. That's very easy to say, very, very hard to do. So to start, I want you guys to start thinking about what's tough right now. What is your tough? What's hard for you? Is it your business idea? Is it the business getting off the ground? Uh, Maybe trying to come up with clients, customers, Maybe you have a new business and you're like, I don't even know two things about marketing. How am I even going to get these people to come? Maybe you just went to the doctor for just like a routine exam and they found something weird and now you're freaking out about this diagnosis or maybe it's not even a diagnostic diagnosis yet. You're just, you have a bad feeling about it, right? Or maybe it is. Maybe you went to the doctor, you got a diagnosis and it seems really, really impossible to beat. You know, that... That is so many people right now. And it can even be something like, you know, your kids are needing more attention than what you have the capacity to give them right now. As a mom, I get that. Sometimes you are just tapped out and that's okay. Maybe you are just 
you're just straight up tired and you're exhausted and you're overwhelmed. And you're like, if I just had one day, God, just one day to rest, I would be so grateful. Maybe you just, I don't know, maybe you just lost somebody. You lost somebody so special in your life. And that grief that you're going through just seems so ridiculously unbearable right now that you truly cannot see the purpose or the light at the end of the tunnel coming from that. You guys, I don't know what your specific situation is right now. I don't know the details, but I know for certain that you're number one, listening to this podcast episode for a reason. And number two, I know that God knows what that is. I, I don't have to know. God knows exactly what you're going through. And he is, he was, and he always will be right there with you. And sometimes he's there to call you to higher purpose. Sometimes he's there to mourn with you, to cry with you, to give you those little hugs that I felt so much this week. Sometimes he's there to just completely knock the enemy on his feet right in front of you, right? But the point is that he is always, always there and he's always going to be there for you. Again, it's kind of hard to see though sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes you're like, I want to believe it. I want to believe that he's there, but it's just, I don't know. It seems really, really hard. You guys, God has been challenging me so much lately. And I feel like part of it has to do with this, where I can kind of push that onto you guys and say, hey, I've been through this and this is kind of what I've learned. And this is what God's been telling me and spread God's glory, right? You can't get the glory if you don't tell the story. I've said that a million times, but he, he's been challenging me. And that's what I've been telling myself in my head. Like, God, why? Why is this so hard? Why am I full of dread? Why am I full of fear? Right. Have you ever asked yourself those same questions where you're just like, oh my gosh, how am I in this predicament? Why on earth did you choose me, little old me, to do this when in real life, God, I have no idea what I'm doing. If I fail at this, this could be the end of me. Like this could look really, really bad for me. And I don't know what that looks like for you. But this week, I really want to challenge my mindset and yours for just a minute. Okay, so while I, I do think that God puts us in really uncomfortable situations sometimes, and he does that to grow us, it's kind of like a parent, right? Like um, you ask your child to take his shirt off by himself. And he's like, I can't do it. And in his mind, he's like, I can't take my own shirt off. I'm only two, right? But you know his capabilities. So you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make him do this because I know that he could do it. Sometimes God does those uncomfortable things for us so that we can grow, so that we can come out of it and be like, wow, I actually can do that. That's pretty cool. But I also think that the enemy is really, he's like a conniving little worm, right? It's like spiritual trash talk that I'm getting into, but he is, and he will put these little thoughts into your head that sound just a little bit like Jesus, right? Because he's, he's very sneaky like that. And he can make it sound just enough like something God would want, but he'll twist it. So like, maybe God would say, you know, sweet child, I have called you to do this. I know that it's hard, but you can't see the future that I have laid out for you. If you just stay the course, if you just trust me, your future is full of my glory. But when the enemy gets this, he knows that God is saying that to you. He's going to say something just like, again, with a little bit of twist. Okay. So like, oh, since I've called you to do this, you have to suffer for it, right? The future isn't really there. This isn't really a call from God. It was your own mind. This was your conscience. So, so just veer off course, forget what you are thinking about, go back to the old you 
because the old you is who you need to rely on. Don't rely on anything else. Just rely on you. That's all you need. Follow your heart. It drives me nuts when people say follow your heart. That has never once been in the Bible. And actually following your heart has actually led to a lot more bad things than good things. So, okay. So now you're going to hear that and be like, okay, Amanda, I totally, I feel like I'd totally be able to tell the difference though, if it was God or it was, or it was the enemy, but it's not so easy to kind of figure out or discern when you're in the thick of it. And so this week, well, not this week, last week, I was having like this total breakdown. I mean, like legitimately questioning everything I've ever done in my whole life, one of those weeks. And my husband kept saying, he kept saying, you know, the enemy is getting to you. He's getting to you. This isn't what God would speak over your life. And here's the crazy part, y'all, is I would say, I know. I knew it. I knew that that wasn't coming from God. And here I was still, still in this space, believing the lies and feeling for, sorry for myself. Why? Why was I letting him win and knowing it? Guys, because I, what I've been going through is in fact hard. It was hard for me in that season. And it's so much easier to believe that lie that I'm not good enough to do this and let that enemy put his foot in my in the door of my mind than to say, you know what? I'm going to stand up and fight this and I'm going to be good at it and I'm going to do all the things. Like it's so much easier to believe the lie than to believe the truth sometimes, right? Has that ever been you? Does that make sense? Have you ever had that? You know, you, you know it's from the enemy. You're like, I know this is him, but you still sit there and choose to believe the lie. Like you just can't get yourself out of it. You know, it's not God. You know, it's the enemy. Why do we do that to ourselves? You guys, why? So it was Saturday night and I had all these dreadful feelings, kind of like, you know, people always talk about the Sunday scaries, right? So I was going through all these feelings. I was thinking about my week ahead, felt like physically getting ill. You guys, that's how much anxiety I was giving myself. And I kept replaying these scenarios in my head of like, how can I get out of this, right? Like we just spent a, spent a small fortune on getting this going and how can I get out of this? And I had this moment, like this epiphany, and it still gives me chills, but I had this moment where God spoke to me and he reminded me that I have, I have thought the same thought before, one time. It's one of those things where when I thought it, I thought it for a split second and then I was like, no, I have to do this. And then you guys, that moment, was when I was getting ready to have my first son. I remember I was in the um, like the waiting area, getting ready to go get my C-section. And I literally was there by myself for a second because my husband had to leave and go get scrubs and all that stuff. And I remember thinking, how can I get out of this? I'm so scared that I don't want to do this. And of course, it only lasted a couple of seconds because you have to just go through with it. There's nothing you can do at that point. And so I'm like, I just have to get through it. I just, I'm just have to do it. And then of course, everything went so fast and I heard him cry and my entire life changed. Everybody asked me, you know, when did you turn to God? Like when, when were you made brand new? It was that moment when Cooper was born, like my son, the moment he was born, everything changed for me. And I, I looked back at that moment and kind of just smiled up to heaven. Like, thank you, God, for that reminder. I'm so scared and I'm so full of anxiety and I'm so wondering how do I get out of this? But on the other side, you guys, on the other side of that was the greatest day of my life. That's when my son was born. And so I, I, I thank him for that message of just saying when you are in that moment where it's so scary and you are so anxious and 
you feel physically like getting sick because you don't want to keep moving forward. God put it on your heart for a reason. He's making you go through it for a reason. And on the other side of it could be the best days of your life. And so again, I was just thanking God, like, man, thank you for allowing me to stay the course. Give me the spirit to keep going. Give me the wisdom to keep going. Give me the perseverance to keep going because I truly feel like now that he spoke to me, my life is going to change for the better because I'm going to get through this. And I think of, you know, I think of my sons now, I have two of them and I just praise God every chance I get. He, you know, my, my oldest son, he is the boy. I would say he came out of the womb praising Jesus. He, he just loves praising God. And, you know, he'll be the kid that's singing Waymaker in the airport so loud that other people start watching and smiling. They sing along. You know, he pretends to be a pastor. He asks people how he can heal them. If somebody gets hurt, he's like, Jesus will heal you. You know, he is, he praises Jesus and he knows all the Christian songs, I catch him praying all the time just by himself. He is part of God's glory. And I think of that moment when I was like, how do I get out of this? Then the best day of my life happened. And now I get to watch him do these things. And it's like the, the blessing just keep it continues and continues and continues. And he continually shows me, you don't want to get out of that because it just keeps getting better. He's a miracle. He is carrying on. God's word. He's teaching not only the next generation, but generations that are older than him. He's showing babies how to worship his younger brother, who's three. He's showing him how to praise Jesus and that it's cool. You know, he, he loves to love God and he's so anointed. And I just, I absolutely love this message of if I actually did get out of that, what would my life would be meaningless. Like I would have, no, I would have none of that. And so thank you, God, for giving me that message of get through it. Help me have the perseverance, help me have the grit, help me have the tenacity, all of the things to just get through this week, because I know that you're going to show me the light. And I know you're going to show me that it gets better. There's nothing better. You guys and seeing your five-year-old raise his hands at church and feel the presence of God on him. There's nothing better than seeing that. And if you think I'm not a crier at church, we'll go watch that. <laughs> and I promise you that you will be crying your face off. So, so what is that thing for you? What's the thing where if you really think about it, you didn't at all want to do it. Maybe you were like me and you're like, how do I get out of this? I don't want to do this. I'm so stinking scared. But when you did, there's no way you could live without it now. What's the thing that gives God glory and we worship his kingdom because it happened. And I bet at first you were like really scared out of your mind. Like, how am I going to continue or do this? I'm not equipped. I'm not, I don't know. I, I know I'm called, but I don't feel equipped and you got through it. And now it's amazing. So even now while I'm in this moment and I'm still a little scared, I'm still a little bit fearful. Y'all, I choose joy. I choose it. But Amanda, you can't be happy and fearful at the same time. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. You're not making sense here. I hear you on this, but I want to explain something. Because there is a big difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is really based on your circumstances, right? Like my situation right now, it doesn't, it doesn't yet make me want to smile and sing and dance and run up to people and hug them and be like, so happy. But joy, joy is the thing that lives inside of me, inside of you. And that it lives there even if we do struggle. You always have the joy of God inside of you. And I have that joy inside my heart because I know that I house the Holy Spirit. You remember our bodies are temples. They house the Holy Spirit. 
And I know Jesus is walking with me in this battle. I know that he's, he's like a parent, right? I'm talking about the, you know, taking their shirt off by themselves. Like he knows I can do it. I just don't know I can do it yet. And so he's going to challenge me and he's going to push me and he's going to show me, look, you just did that. He will do anything to help me (laughs) just like I do for my own kids. You think of your own children. If you're a mom or a dad, you would literally do anything. You would, you would do anything if they needed you. And so joy is in my heart and it is based off my faith. Happiness is based off my circumstances and that's going to come and go. You will be happy. You will be sad. You will be angry. You'll be miserable. You'll be all the things in your life. But if you have that joy in your heart for God, then that's everything. So do you have that? Do you have joy? That's my question for you today. And really think about it. Do I have joy in my heart for God? Do I trust him in all the trials? Do I trust him in the middle of a storm? Do I trust him when I'm falling to my knees with hot tears running down my face? Do I trust him? Do I have the joy of God in my heart? Despite what you're going through, despite the circumstances, do you know deep down, even not even deep down, surface level, deep down, deep down to your bones, your soul, Do you know that God is truly for you? He is for you and he will always be for you. And you guys, you think about your own children, like even if they mess up, even if they go do things that are just, you wouldn't even believe, you're for them. You're always going to be for them. And that's the only way we keep putting one foot in front of the other. Truly, it's the only way. And I remember somebody telling me once, I remember who it is. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it was something to the tune of, you know, your breakthrough is right past the resistance. Keep going. Your breakthrough is right past the resistance. So if you can get past the resistance, guess what? That's when all the love and light and all the things that you've been praying for are going to happen. But in the middle of it, you know, I would just roll my eyes and be like, okay, well, I don't think that there's any breakthrough happening here. I am legitimately stuck. Right. But when I look back on the times I truly thought I was stuck or my life was ruined or I had lost something that I thought would end me, all of those times, my life got better and it led me to better. And I met better people and I met my husband and I met my, I was able to have my kids through that. And all of those things made it better. And not only did it get better, but it got way better. It got like juicy better. It got like truly down to your bones better. He truly had to end things, right, in some way for me to find better. And I had to let go and receive it. There's that, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's like this little meme floating around the internet. It's a little girl. I think I talked about this in one of the podcast episodes, but she's holding a little tiny teddy bear behind her back. And she's saying, God, I don't want to let go of it. And Jesus is holding like this great, big, huge, grandiose teddy bear. And he's like, I promise I have something better. And so that's what I always picture, right? He let go of the little things so that God can fill your life with the big things and just receive it. And it's okay to receive it. So what do you need to let go of today? Is it a person? You know, maybe you have a friend that you've known forever, but she treats you terribly or she gossips about you or she gossips about every person that you've ever known. You go to lunch with her and that's all you do. And you feel kind of weird about it because now you know Jesus and you have that conviction where you're like, oh, I know I shouldn't be gossiping about this. This doesn't feel right. You know, maybe it's a relative who maybe they're emotionally abusive, you know, and you've tolerated this in the name of being a good Christian. Like, oh, I'll just go hang out with them because it's my whatever uncle, but it doesn't feel right. 
right? Maybe it's mindset. You know, you keep telling yourself that your circumstances are never going to get better. Things will never improve. It's always going to be this way. It's generational. You're blaming the person. Um, you're blaming somebody on the life that you're living now, right? And I don't know what you personally need to let go of, but I do know that there's something. If you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, there is something that you need to let go of. And so I really challenge you to think about that this week and think about what that thing is. And again, it could be something so easy as just mindset. There's always something that we can let go of because we are never perfect. We never will be. There's only one perfect human, Jesus. Um, but your quitting point, you guys, is going gonna, is gonna to be God's beginning point. And I love, I love that. Your quitting point is God's beginning point. So why not lean into this part of your life, put one foot in front of the other, and just trust that you are in the perfect place at the perfect time because God does nothing unperfectly, right? Like he does everything perfectly. In 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You guys, listen to that again. These trials show that your faith is genuine. And sometimes does that make sense when you're in a valley, when you're going through trials, when you're going through it, you know, you're falling to your knees on your bedroom floor with hot tears coming down. Isn't that the moment when you draw so close to God? That is when you rely on him. That's when you need him so much, right? And so it is, it's showing God that your faith is genuine. And let's be real on this. It truly takes a faith-filled person to go through trials and tribulations and battles and all of the things and not throw in the towel, especially in today's world when everything is so instant. So when you think of it as, okay, God is really, you know, he's really testing my faith right now for the next chapter of my life, because he knows I am more precious than gold, just like that verse just said. So for today, so for today, I'm going to keep going. Today, I choose to keep going. Today, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. Today, I'm going to do what he's asking me to do, even though I don't want to. Y'all, there are a million things that I don't want to do. I hate getting up early. I am way more of a night person than an early riser that's okay. I always hear those people talk about, you know, how bad it is to sleep in. And I totally disagree. I get the same sleep as an early riser because they, I, they just, they go to bed earlier and I go to bed later, later. So, you know, if you're a night owl like me, that is totally okay. So anyways, you know, I, I, I hate getting up early. The thought of waking up, you know, getting my kids ready for school, lunch is made, making sure I'm ready for work, have all my stuff together. That is not fun for me. I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. But I know that school and community are great for my boys. I know that, you know, them getting an education is super important. I know that I am teaching them how to be on time for the most part and how to really respect that. I'm keeping myself as well kind of in a routine and mentally preparing for my day and, and really just, again, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I don't want to do it, but I know that the benefit outweighs the discomfort. So what don't you want to do? Maybe you're thinking of something right now where you're like, wow, I don't want to go to the doctor because, you know, I just know that I know that I know that something is medically wrong with my body. And if I go, they're going to tell me, but won't the benefit outweigh the discomfort? 
maybe you don't want to go talk to your friend who you haven't spoken to in years because of something super dumb. But wouldn't the benefit of reaching out and apologizing outweigh the feeling of remorse? What about going to work? Because I am feeling that one. Oh, I was feeling that one last week. Today, this has been a great week. But last week, I was feeling that one. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to work. I'm scared. I have anxious. I, what if, what if, what if? But what if God's asking you to go do this job to serve others in a way that not many other people can? And somebody told me, I don't remember if somebody told me this or if I read it the other day, but it said, um, use your gifts to make your abilities greater. And I really, like, I've been thinking about that a lot because I'm like, wow, I might not have the ability yet. I might not have my job fine-tuned, but I have gifts. And those gifts are from God. Those gifts are from heaven. And if I can use those gifts to make my ability better, then I'm going to do that. And you guys, the job you're in, use your gifts, use your spiritual gifts, use what God has given you to make your ability better. And sometimes he's going to be asking you to go learn something in this job that you're going to need for your higher calling, right? Maybe he's asking you to like, I don't know, go to another country on a missions trip so he can introduce you to your future daughter that you're going to adopt, right? Or maybe he wants you to serve a first time mom who is absolutely terrified of having a baby in her country because hunger is so prominent. She's scared she won't be able to feed him. Maybe God has blessed you with money and he wants to show you how truly good you have it and how you can, you have the ability to change so many lives with what you've been given. And I don't know what you've got going on, but God does. And he will point you to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do so that your higher purpose can unfold. In my line of work, we use this tool. It's called fading, right? So it's when we start, we're super hands-on and then we gradually fade off from there and we give that child more confidence to do things on their own. And I think of God this way sometimes and my initial reaction is to say like, oh my gosh, he would never take his hands off me though. He will always be that helicopter parent wrapping me in a bubble and never letting me fall, but that's not necessarily true, right? If they go completely underwater, I pull them right back up. I'm always right there, even if that child can't see me because nine times out of 10, I'm right behind them, right? They can't see me back there. But that's, I think of that like God all the time, just as God is with us. It becomes really easy sometimes to, to miss him when we are so focused on staying above the water on our own. You know, he has his hands on us. He teaches us to float and he takes his hands off us and we go under the water and we think, where are you? And then all of a sudden he lifts us back out of the water. We know that if we ever go under, he's going to be right there to pull us back up. What we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our capabilities, and what we believe we're worthy to experience are sometimes given to us by other people or, um, you know, rather, like sometimes are given to us from God, right? Would you agree with that? I think that the cool part about that is that the living word of God and the will of God, they, they can't be contained. It can't be contained and it can't be predicted, which is both it's super cool, but it's also really frustrating at the same time. Sometimes, you know, we want to know what the future looks like. We want to see what God sees. We want to see how he sees it, you know, how we're going to get through these seasons of hard, what that looks like, but we can't, we just simply can't as much as we pray for it and wish for it and want to see it, all the things we can't see the future. So in the meantime, we have to really trust that the things that he put on our heart was for a reason 
that we need to just keep taking steps forward. And I always say just one foot in front of the other, even if it feels like you're walking through quicksand or walking through mud, just keep going. And I don't know if any of you are Peloton riders or not, but I love my Peloton. I love the instructors. I love the motivation. I certainly love the sweat sessions as well. That is very therapeutic for me. But I love, you know, I love seeing my body and my mind transform while I'm working out. But one common thing I always notice in these classes is the word perseverance. Robin, one of my favorite trainers, she always always tells this story, I guess, or I guess she kind of gets asked the question a lot. So she answers it. Um, But a lot of people ask her like, oh my gosh, how do you keep doing these marathons? How do you keep doing like these long distance competitions? Because she runs for like days. It's insane. But people will ask her that, like, how do you have the, how much, how do you have so much perseverance to keep running when you've already ran, you know, 25 miles and you have 10 miles left to go? How do you keep going? And she always says, you know, to be really good at perseverance, I have to persevere. Right. And it is, and as easy as that sounds, and as much of a, you know, duh moment that is, because you're like, yeah, well, that makes sense. How true is that, you guys? Like, think about it. What if Jesus just gave up? What if all of those times he was mocked and shut down and ridiculed and all the things? What if what if he was truly like, you know, I know that the will of God is for me to preach to the nations and die a horrible, painful death on the cross, but I just, I don't really want to do that. I'm, I don't want to. So I'm just going to go get a quiet little cabin in Bethlehem. I'm going to live out my days as a shepherd. You guys like, what if, what if he just went against the will of God? right? The world wouldn't be saved. We wouldn't have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The enemy would have won. And I love that when, you know, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was scared out of his mind for what was about to come, you know, he was, what was about to come on the cross. He was crying, he was weeping, he was looking up to the heavens. And, you know, he, at one point he was like, I don't want to do this. But then he said, not my will be done, but your will be done. Guys, we persevere for the glory of God. We keep going because he asked us to keep going. And it may or may not turn out like you had planned it, but at least we can rest in knowing that we obeyed him and that we did what he told us to do, right? Lean not on your own understanding. Guys, remember that verse? Lean not on your own understanding. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. I don't know about you, um, but I sure as heck would love a straight and narrow path and for somebody to tell me exactly what I need to do and exactly where I'm going, but it doesn't work like that. How many of us need to really just adopt that approach this year? You are a vessel, you are a tool for God to use for his kingdom. And that is the highest honor and the highest privilege that exists. Zephaniah 317, for the Lord, your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all of your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I always tell my kids to praise him, even if they don't feel like it. (laughs) Praise him when they're sad. Praise him in the car. Praise him in every situation because he's always there, right? And he is a mighty savior who takes delight in you. One who calms your fears, one who rejoices over you. Father, thank you for this message today. Thank you for the fear and the uncertainty so that we know exactly where to direct our thoughts and our prayers. I thank you for the sweet person listening today. I pray that their life is dedicated to you and your glory and that even through the fears, even through the hesitations and the doubts and the dread, all that, that you show them a glimpse of their future and the way that they are glorifying you and and really just giving others hope. I pray that they serve others. I pray for their health and their families. 
only you know what's in their heart and what they need help with god and i pray that you come through for them today in your name we pray amen y'all thank you so much for tuning in this week i hope it was a great episode for you send it to somebody who needs it share it with people who you love sometimes i sit down and write these podcasts and i struggle a bit with what to write but this one came so swiftly so quickly and so i know that the holy spirit was sitting right here with me as i was recording it so y'all have a really great week be good to each other and god bless